Welcome to the Pure Flix Podcast, a show brought to you by PureFlix.com. PureFlix.com, the faith, family, and fun video streaming service. Get ready for uplifting news, scripture, movie reviews, and interviews with some of your favorite actors, authors, and pastors. Let's get started. Hey, 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 welcome to the Pure Flix Podcast. I'm Billy Hollowell, and I am excited for today's episode. We are going to be talking with comedian Michael Jr. But before we get to Michael Jr., we have to talk about something. If you have not yet heard the Vindination podcast series, you want to go do that. Now, where can you do that? You can do that right on the Pure Flix podcast feed. Maybe you've seen some of those alerts come through and you're wondering, what is Vindination? Vindination is an amazing conversation around the Vindication series. So for every episode of Vindication Season 2 that hits the Pure Flix platform, Lucas, Miles, and I, we host the show together. We come together and we talk about the characters, the themes, the biblical lessons we could take away. We laugh. We talk about the serious issues. You want to check that out. Vindination, you can find it on the Pure Flix podcast feed, and you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast platforms. Now, having said all of that, if you don't have a trial yet and you're listening to this podcast, if you have not become a Pure Flix member, you can head over to pureflix.com, grab a free trial, and check out Vindication. It's an amazing cop drama. You will absolutely love it. Now, it is time for us to sit down with Michael Jr. And I have to tell you, this is not going to be an interview where he comes on live right now. We actually got a chance to sit down with each other a few weeks back, um, earlier this summer actually, when I was at the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And Michael Jr., if you're not aware of this, is in a movie called Selfie Dad. And Selfie Dad is currently streaming on Pure Flix. And you know Michael is very funny, so you're gonna wanna check out Selfie Dad, and we're gonna talk a little bit about that in this interview. But with no further ado, let's welcome Michael Jr. to the Pure Flix podcast. Michael Jr., how are you? Yo, I'm awesome. Thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate Thanks this Thanks so lot. much for being here, for being here. So we are at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. It's a little crazy, a little busy. There's a lot going on. It's a lot of people. It's all the noise you hear in the backdrop is the people being excited about being people. They're happy. Yeah. They're happy. So, all right, you are a comedic thought leader. Mm-hmm. You're an author. You're an actor. You've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm really blessed man it's fun I I love just reaching people I wasn't gonna say touching people but that's weird (laughs) I love touching people that's just creepy yeah we have social distancing rules well not not in Texas Texas is like no living their best lives here Texas is like social resistancing (laughs) they're not going they're resisting whatever the news says to do (laughs) which I like they just do the opposite yeah so it's almost like you do a reverse psychology thing if you really wanted to and like have yeah. the news say the thing that they don't. Yeah. And right? Texas is like, nope, we're not doing no, that. No, we're going to do the other thing. Just because you said it. We're gonna Just do because the other you thing. said that. We're doing this. <laughs> I like that. I like that grit. That's good. Yeah. Grit is good. It's necessary. So, all right. You've got a million things going on, but let's first talk about Funny How Life Works. Take me through the project. Yeah. So I wrote the book, Funny How Life Works. And the reason I wrote it is because... You know, I've been on a lot of the late night television shows and doing comedy and people enjoy the jokes and people are always walking up to me quoting their favorite jokes. But nobody really understood the story behind some of the jokes. For example, there's a story where I'm where I talk about being in Beverly Hills and I go for a jog. Then there's a white lady who comes out in front of me and she's jogging. Then she looks back and she starts jogging faster. So I look back too. I'm like, what is back there? (laughs) So I did the joke on the Tonight Show and 
on NBC, and the host said it was an instant classic. But nobody knows the real story behind it. So that story actually took place, and it was really hard for me because I'm jogging, and this white lady looked back, and she got afraid, and she fell down. And I wanted to help her because she was hurt, but there was a police station right across the street. And I knew she was afraid of me, and she was probably seconds away from screaming to the top of her lungs. And the story would have came out completely different. So what I decided to do instead was I had to just keep running. I had to just go to my car and play like nothing happened. So I couldn't even talk to anybody for almost two. I never shared that story for almost two years after that just because there was so much pain involved. Like I had to not be who I'm called to be in helping that lady and just be somebody else and continue on. I got chills a little bit while you were while you were saying that because that is, that's painful. It is painful. And, in fact, I couldn't even mention it to anyone, like I said, for two years. But then – the subject came up, and I was sharing it with a friend, but I didn't want him to feel the discomfort that I felt when I told the story. So by default, I started putting my natural gift on it, which was to make people laugh. So I'm telling them the story in a more humoristic way, and then it evolved into what they saw on The Tonight Show on NBC and what people are watching online right now, Michael Jr. jogging. But it came from that place. So I wanted to share that story in a comedic way so people can get it. So there's a bunch of stories like that throughout the book. But then there's application at the end of each story that's helping people in a really cool way. And people are getting some breakthroughs because first they're laughing and then their hearts are open because of the laughter. And then we get to make a deposit. So it truly is funny how life works. That's why we call it the book that. That's a cool concept for a book, yeah. right? Like, I love that because right now I feel like everyone's so divided. Like, there's just so much going on. And it's there like is. we're all humans. We're all broken. We all need Jesus. Like, you know, and you... But you see all that division and people get so stuck in it. You need to laugh. Like, we need laughter. We need conversation. And we need explanation of things. And so yeah, you're, like, taking your gift, unpacking a story. That's good. I love I love that. Yeah, thanks for noticing that, man. That's what we really I mean. Because, but I do understand comedy. Like, I'm called to comedically inspire people to walk in purpose. Like, that is really what I'm called to do. Comedy is just the vehicle. It's not the destination. I want to do more than just get people to laugh. Because, I mean, you can go out and see a comedian and it cause you to laugh and it's great. But you don't remember, like, there's not a lot of takeaways from that. You can remember how you felt, but you don't remember why. I want people to understand the why behind what I'm doing so it can affect your life for, in a positive way. So you're unique in a lot of reasons because of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're, there are a lot of people who do comedy, and they don't have any regard for, like, the language they use, the things they're talking about. And, you know, that's just how they do it. Mm -hmm. How did you, let's start first before we even go there. How did you realize that you were a funny dude? Like, at what point were you like, I'm funny, and this should be a thing that I do? Yeah, I knew I was funny at nine years old, but I didn't understand that I could do it as a career. In fact, there was a pivotal point where I thought, where I went from maybe I can do this as a career, which was probably about, I don't know, I think I was 28 years old when it really hit me. I started doing comedy when I was 19. But it went from being a career to understanding that this is probably a calling, going from employment to deployment. And it happened outside of a comedy club in Los Angeles. I'm about to get on stage and right before I get on stage, uh, uh, I did a prayer and I had a change in mindset about comedy. Normally when a comedian gets on stage, we want to get laughs from people. And I clearly felt like instead of trying to get laughs from people, I was supposed to go up there and give them an opportunity to laugh. And this changed so much. Like it changed everything. Because now I'm not looking to take, I'm simply looking for an opportunity to give. So I go on stage and I don't even do a joke for the first 30 seconds or so that I'm on stage. I'm just connecting with the audience. We're just having a conversation. Because when you have a gift for someone, you don't shove it in their face. Right. You wait for an opportunity to present the gift. So I do the set, and then I leave, and I go 
I'm getting ready to leave the club and I'm talking to people and I look across the street and I saw a homeless guy. I never saw a homeless guy outside this club before ever, but that doesn't mean he wasn't there before. That just means before my mindset was how do I get laughs from people? But now I see him and I'm like, what about him? How could I give him an opportunity to laugh? And this is what caused me to, we even started a nonprofit called Funny for the Forgotten where we go to homeless shelters and prisons and we take laughter there to make laughter commonplace in these uncommon places. But it all stemmed from me asking a different question, which is the driver of my career now. I, I want to know what I can give to people. And most of the time it's laughter, but sometimes it's something a little more. And I want to do that little more every time I can. I love it. It's, it's this matter of giving. Like, I think entertainment, when people think of entertainment, they think of, or an entertainer, you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to entertain people, but you're trying to get that gratification back, yes, right? Yes, the acceptance. Um, yeah, so it's it's more of that, I think, for exactly. a lot of people. That's what drives a lot of people. Exactly. I mean, I think whether it's like media or entertainment, that's the thing. Like, that people want that attention on themselves. Absolutely. But what's unique about you is that you're putting the attention somewhere else, right? Right. And I want to know what I can gift. give. I want to know what I can give to people because... And I'm really good at receiving, too, meaning I, I do get a lot out of it. Sure. But I was talking to this heart surgeon at one of my events, and uh, we were talking about the heart because he's a heart surgeon. And he had just done an operation on an infant that was born with only two heart valves. Oh, wow. And he talked about it on stage. And the reason he was successful is because he built a 3D model beforehand and practiced the surgery. So he's sitting there, and he, and, I, and he explained to me the way the heart works is there's four heart valves. Two of them are to receive the blood. And the other two are to pump the blood out. Well, the heart has to give and receive in order to fully function the way it's supposed to. We're the same way. We have to understand giving and receiving if we're fully going to function in our full potential. So that's, and a lot of times people love to give, but they don't know how to receive or vice versa. That's a great point. In this book, and funny how life works, we talk about giving, we talk about receiving, and we do it through story in a funny way so people can really receive the stories that are in there. So how has comedy changed you? Like how is working in this in this industry and in this way, right? Mm -hmm. This giving and this receiving paradigm, like how has that transformed your faith and transformed you as a person? So one of my favorite sayings by a guy named Brian Klemmer, who who passed away a while ago, is how you do anything is how you do everything. So as soon as I started asking the question, how can I give to my audience? And this goes for everybody listening, I have an audience on stage of I don't know, thousands of maybe millions of people but I also have an audience at home I have an audience when I'm at the grocery store and that question applies across the board how can I give to my audience so if a listener if you can ask the question how can I give to my audience you're probably gonna find some things that you hadn't seen before which is an opportunity to really deliver what it is you're called to deliver so it shows up in every aspect of my life it's really it's really what Jesus did I mean the way comedy works is there's a setup and there's a punchline well, in life, there's a setup and punchline, too. Your setup is what you receive, but your punchline is about what you're called to deliver. And most people know their setup. They know that they're married, they got this career, they got this understanding, but they don't know what they're called to deliver. Well, the greatest setup punchline story ever is the story of Jesus. He was the king, actually the king of kings, which means everybody understood that they were supposed to serve him, which is the setup. But what did he do? He changed the direction in a way they weren't expecting, and he said, instead of you serving me, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to climb up on this cross and die for you. It's the greatest setup punchline story ever. He gave, he received, and that's what he's calling us to do as well. And I want to deliver my punchline, and I'm doing it through this book, through the curriculums, 
I'm really trying to listen and do the right thing on a regular basis so I can deliver. And I really want your listeners and any fans that I have on any platform to be able to deliver as well. I love that. I love it. the encouragement of that is, is powerful. Like you don't get that in comedy. There aren't many people who do what you oh, do. Thanks, man. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited that I've actually been trusted with this understanding, and I and my desire is just fully to deliver. So you're back on the road again. Have you been like heading out? Have you, you been I'm, heading out on the I'm road Kenny again, Rogers? like traveling? You think I'm Kenny Rogers right now? Is that what, <laughs> is that what just happened? <laughs> I'm on the road again. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're getting a lot of requests. <laughs> To be back out on What's the road. What's that like? You, I mean, no one. You got to know when to hold them, and you got to know when to walk away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's all the country music I know right now. I'm just that's the whole repertoire. Uh, I don't. I enjoy love being in front of an audience, but my favorite audience to be in front of is my family. So I'm very strategic about how and when we go out and travel. But that's why we've done things like I still want to affect the people. This book is both funny and impactful. We also created a course called Funny How My Life Works. So if people go to funnyhowmylifeworks.com, there's a course that uses me straight to camera, some stories from the book, and stand-up comedy to teach people how their life works so they can better understand their purpose, their life's punchline. So is the, can people grab the book there too at that website? Yeah, so if you, awesome. go to, if you get the, actually we give them, if you go to buy a book anywhere like Amazon or anywhere else, you can get the book. But if you go to funnyhowlifeworksbook.com, we actually have some signed copies right now Ooh, that people okay. can actually get. So I'm super excited people about gotta that. you got to do that. I was going to say Amazon, but go there. Get the signed copy yeah, first. Yeah, get the signed copy. And once those that's are the out, go to Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Right. In fact, get several copies of the book because you might want to read it more than once. So well, you or could, you give it out to people. You know, you, yeah. I always ask, like, where can people get your book? Everyone knows Amazon. Like, Amazon's the place people get books, right? right? But if you want a signed copy. Signed copy. And then you've got, you've got the And the we series, got the course right? as yeah, well. Course. So I'm super excited about the course. And we're doing a special reading where I read the stories and we do live chat online. Oh, that's awesome. It's really kind of cool. We do it every weekend and people can register right now. The registration is free. You just got to you got to reserve a spot. So that's at michaeljrstorytime.com. You got a lot going on. There's a lot of cool stuff going on cool all stuff. wrapped around how people want to consume funny so they can help so it can help them. Because whenever you laugh, if you attach information to laughter, when you're done laughing and done researching information, your brain is still looking for more of that information because it's attached the pleasure to the information. Like we seek pleasure by nature. There's two reasons we do anything in life, to avoid pain or to find pleasure. Those are the only two reasons we do anything. So the fact that we've attached pleasure to understanding about your purpose means afterwards, you'll still be looking for pleasure in the form of understanding your purpose. And that's why we created Funny How Life Works. You know, has anybody ever told you you're very wise? Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> so, so I want to talk to you about Selfie Dad, actually. Oh, because cool. Because Selfie Dad yeah. is coming to Pure Flix. It is coming to Pure it Flix. It is. It's coming to Pure Flix. And so talk about this film. Like, how did you get involved in this? How did this, how did this happen? Well, I've been in a bunch of movies before, but they were like a bootleg when people are making the movie. <laughs> And are they recording a movie at the movies and I walk by? <laughs> you just said you were an extra yeah, and accidentally. I think, I think Brad saw me <laughs> in one of those bootlegs walking by with some popcorn in my hand. He was like, wow, that guy's awesome. <laughs> so then Brad, the director, decided, hey, let's have him in the movie. Brad and Paul, those guys are great. They're great. And I think they did an awesome job with the movie Selfie Dad. I just really think they did a good job. And I was, I was uh, blessed to be a part of it. They actually allowed me the freedom to, to write some of the scenes like to edit some of the scenes live. So they were like, hey, do I hit the lines 
I did everything the way they wanted me to. And then that's we got it. They said, hey, Michael, why don't you do it the way you would do it? And then they let me just improv through well, that's it. That's kind of cool. So you got a chance to kind of do it through your own lens, not yes. just what. Right. So then they could kind of choose what they wanted. Exactly. And they end up choosing. A lot of times they chose see? the improv stuff, which was just wise on their part. Like Brad and those guys are really, they're really good guys. Because you know. Well, you know yourself, though, too, and you know how you're yeah. going to deliver something. Yeah. You can get a sense of what the audience right. will like. Like when you're in front of an audience with a lot of repetition like I've been, you can kind of get a feel for what will be funny even when the audience isn't there, which comes in extremely handy when you're doing Zoom comedy shows during a pandemic. So it works out really well under those circumstances. What what for Selfie Dad is the big takeaway? Like, what's the thing you want people to feel and think after they see that? I want people to understand that the Bible is real. Like, there's a scene in the movie, and people got to watch the movie. There's a scene in the movie where I'm standing up. There's a blue curtain behind me. I'm setting this up so that people can know to really watch it. I have on a black shirt with, like, polka dots on it. And there's a point where I'm talking about how the Bible, I'm, I'm talking as a character, Ben Marcus, on how the Bible has affected me. That's what I'm supposed to do in a scene. But if you look closely, you'll see that at some point my, I kind of drop my shoulders. And what's actually happening is I'm converting from Ben Marcus, the character, into Michael Jr. Because what I'm saying is really what the Bible has actually done for me. Like, it, it's subtle, but if you look, you'll see it. You'll be like, oh, it's right there. Because it's really truth about what actually has happened in my life as a result of the Bible. So I feel like that really conveys well in the movie because I even hear other men and families say to me, it was so real the way you explain how the Bible changed your life in that movie. Because it was real. Because it was real. And, and Brad and those guys just did a great job at conveying that in a significant way. There's another, there's another goose, another uh, Easter egg that you probably haven't seen. Wait, did you see the movie? I did, but it's been a little while. It's been a while. So there's an Easter egg in there that me and Brad kind of had a bet that only, I was guessing 30% of the people would catch it. He was guessing maybe 40%. The truth is, neither one of us know because there's no way to measure it, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of the movie, the girl who plays my daughter, Shelby Simmons, is in a play called Grease. And as her dad, I don't know Greece. I don't care anything about Greece. Anything. I don't care about this place she's in. I just don't care. There's a scene in the hallway at the end that very few people catch. But when you see this scene, it is one of the most powerful moments in the whole film. But there's only a 25%, 25% of the people will see it. The rest of the people won't even notice it. Well, now, now I'm going to have to go. Like, you have to I'm, see it. It's pretty powerful, dude. Watch this it's pretty so. powerful. I'm glad Pure Fix... Did this? That's great, man. For pure flicks, that's great. Listen, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about your book, Funny How Life Works, your series. Thanks, man. It's not a. You're calling it a. So it's a course. course. It's a video course course that you sit down and watch. You laugh. You can do it with your small group. You can do it. You can do it by yourself. A solo. It comes with a curriculum, a a workbook, and you you're laughing and learning at the same time. It's pretty awesome. Not just learning, learning about the purpose and what you're called to do, and it's fun. Like I love you get it. to learn about your purpose having fun. So it's pretty cool. I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me, good. Dude, you're a really good interviewer. Like, oh, you got skills you. at this, for real. Thank I you. Appreciate I appreciate it. that. Thanks, bro. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. 
Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. And that brings us to the end of our Pure Flix podcast today. Make sure you tune in for the next episode of the Vinda Nation podcast. You will hear that very soon here on the Pure Flix podcast. And come back next week for another amazing interview with a pastor, an actor, somebody really cool. You're not going to want to miss it. Tune in next week. We will see you then. That's all for today's podcast. You can follow Pure Flix on Facebook at facebook.com slash pureflix and on Twitter at pureflix. And be sure to log on today to pureflix.com for thousands of faith and family friendly movies and TV shows. Thanks for listening to the Pure Flix podcast.